What's going on, everybody? It's uh, Cardboard Coaches. The Cardboard Coaches. Number one. You've got Coach Co here and... I'm the cartel. I love it. So today we're going to be talking a little bit about sports, a little bit about fitness, a little bit of fitness in sports. And uh, we're going to have a real fun time today, let me tell you. Uh, we're going to be starting it off specifically about just the lockdown and uh, kind of how the cartel and I have gone about doing things during lockdown. I know a lot of us have been locked down and uh, we'll take it from there. So uh, actually, you know what, you want to talk a little bit about uh, why the hell are we doing this? You know, like what, what gives us the right to have a conversation about fitness and uh, about cards and, and have this conversation in the midst of what is a gigantic boom in the sports card hobby. If you're talking sports these days, if you're talking the lockdown, uh, you're definitely, you're talking about the cardboard hobby. And uh, you know, that's where we come in. Me and co we are strength training coaches. We are personal trainers, but we are also very deeply involved in the hobby. Now it's a passion. Uh, we've been here for a little bit uh, in, 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 in your case, I guess you're kind of returning or new to it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I've been here quite a while and uh, we're just quite enjoying quite what's a while. Happening. Exactly. There's a lot of interesting stuff going on right now. That's definitely worth discussing. And that's, that's where we're going to step in and kind of break that stuff down. And I think we'll be able to do it from the perspective of, like I said, someone who's been in the hobby for quite some time. And uh, I know that coach co is kind of new to it. You've, you've, you've been in there in the past. I, I watched you. Uh, break a pretty expensive pack back in the day, Dominion back in 2010, 2011, I, I think, right? Jack shit. I think I still have them with me, actually. And I think that affected your your yeah. your outlook on it as well, right? That's an interesting thing that we can discuss down the line in terms of uh, people's individual experiences. But definitely now it touches on, you know, sports, which you're passionate about. Um, you have to have a bit of a collector's mindset, I think, which I think you do. And uh, there's nothing better right now to... Uh, to, uh, to play into those elements. And as far as the lockdown goes, um, we've seen some, some big things happening in the market. Um, okay, wait, wait, let's, break, let's break this down real quick. I, I've heard you say maybe three times that you've been in the hobby for a while. And I think everyone deserves to know how long you've been in the hobby, because honestly, I can't believe it. And uh, if you guys seen some of the stuff that this guy owns, you will be flabbergasted at not only the quality, but the quantity. So I'd say I would take it all the way back uh, without precisely dating myself. I'd take it all, all the way back to the late 80s, early 90s. I, I was crazy. really young. That is crazy. And it's crazy. I was lucky because we were close to a couple of really popular Toronto card shops. Yeah. That One of them, Sluggers, I believe, was recently uh, featured in a documentary uh, uh, the, uh, Jack of all trades, I believe I, I should have looked at this, uh, sluggers was, uh, uh, it was out, it was in Markham, I believe. And, um, Far from me. we had another spot at Thornhill square called the hobby shack, which is obviously now, uh, you want to hear something gone. real funny. So I actually had a conversation with someone today about how the term shack has just been completely eliminated from like modern speak. You don't hear it anymore. You know what I mean? Like, it's like, <laughs> I, there's like Burger Shack. There's, I mean, now there's- I needed all the shacks. shacks you know, like, shacks. Where are the shacks? There's no the more shacks. Shack. I, I was lucky. These guys were really cool people, ran these stores. They were really friendly. Top and four. As a, 
What's that? There's pop four shacks. At this point, probably uh, it's like almost a one on one. But uh, <laughs> at, at the time, if, if I wanted to get my hands on a Ken Griffey Jr. card or take a shot at it, I, yeah. I had a lot of opportunities to do that. So I got pretty deep into it. I've always been a collector, comic books, uh, cards, all that stuff. Yeah. I, I probably had the same lulls uh, in it that a lot of people my age did because there was a lot of dead spots. Uh, yeah. Once you got past the hype in the 90s, late 90s, early O's, especially for hockey collectors, there wasn't much there. There weren't a lot of players that came out of that era. Yeah. Uh, but I what mean, happened? No disrespect to Stevie Y and uh, Joey, Joey Sachs. Well, I mean, you're going to the 80s there, and th those were great. But once you start getting past, you know, uh, 95, 96, it, it yeah. starts to get a little bit rougher and into the OOs. And I think that the, the, the hobby was kind of developing and was trying to find its way. But once you hit 05, at least in the hockey world, you got Crosby, Ovechkin, rookie cards. People started yeah, man, getting. It just started popping off again. I remember yeah. that's actually when I started to like go all in on hockey myself. Yeah. Uh, not, not card wise, just like watching the crap out of it. I still remember on uh, one Christmas morning, I basically had to make the choice. I feel like everyone my age had to make the choice or maybe not just my age, but like everybody in general had to make the choice. Like, are you an Ovechkin guy or are you a Crosby guy? You know, like exactly. everyone had to make that and uh, I went, uh, I went to Sid the Kid, and uh, I got a, I have a Sidney Crosby, I still have it at home. I've got a Sidney Crosby CCM with the A on it. Uh, it must be a large because at the time, you know, I was, I was a bit thicker, and my mom just really wanted me to wear that thing for the rest of my life. And uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's just, it was, it was probably my first jersey ever as like a young adult. So yeah, no, I, I completely resonate with that. And, and here's the funny thing all this time later, I mean, you know, I, I was getting back into it around that time, but boy, I, I, I should have been doing the smart thing and just stacking that stuff. Cause here we are 15 years later, we've, we've seen the big boom and the Crosby boom, by the way, was happening pre lockdown. But I guess what we want to focus on right now. I feel like he's not what, even really that hype in terms of his cards, man. Like this is, I guy, think this there's the guy one now, still room, right? Three Stanley cups, man. Like absolutely gold medals. Like, I mean, like arguably Canada's kid and like, and that's one thing that's kind of frustrating me about hockey as someone who like his number one is hockey. Number two is baseball. Like I, I, I'd say the same don't for see the movement yet from the NHL, right? Like that's bang that, on. That, that's actually that, something I want to ask you. Do you think that we're going to have the same movement in the NHL as someone who's been in the hobby for like significantly longer than I have and who's seen the ebbs and flows? And I don't know if you've ever really seen something like this before, because this is like social media on drugs. You've got people like Logan Paul cracking a $200,000 box of uh, shadowless first edition Pokemon cards with like 300,000 streamers. And like all of a sudden, the same time an auction's ending, for a Charizard PSA 10 that ends up going for 250 and completely sets the market on fire, man. Like, is that got, same stuff going to happen with hockey? Yeah, we've got the intersectionality happening right now of nostalgia, um, hype in the market, social media. You hit, you hit it on the head with that. Gary V's out there telling us to buy, you know, Ronald Acuna Jr. rookie cards. But nothing uh, about got, hockey, though. Do you know what I mean? Like, well, and so this is actually a big question going around now. And some people will tell you we're already seeing that to a degree. Uh, I'll, I'll put out that, you know, during the lockdown, you saw certain players like Nathan McKinnon, that card 
his young gun in a in a in a PSA 10 gem quadruple during that time. Now, some really? people would argue it would have happened anyways, really? but yeah. I, I think I think that if there is going to be a hockey bump in terms of timing, uh, we do have the the new wave of 2021 product coming out, and it'll be interesting to see if the sealed uh, the sealed yeah. uh, material yeah. as well as individual cards uh, start to pop the way they did with basketball, baseball. We're seeing it with football. So um, I, I don't see why I, not. I, I, on your throat, I got a real question. Yeah. So right now, Young Guns and pretty much the Cup are like the only two like hockey cards that anyone Future really cares about. Do you think much like Optic, much like, you know, even like I see people selling like Allen and Ginter, Louis Robert for like, like 15 bucks us you know what i mean like are we gonna see that same thing happen with like the the, the lower lower tier hockey cards right like even if it's not the same even if a luka Doncic psa 10 isn't the equivalent of like a Connor mcdavid 10 like are we still gonna see that like even if it's a, a bump up on everything else we we will definitely see a bump up i think uh just just by the order of supply and demand yeah. we will see a bump up yeah. uh it, will it be on that level hockey is a weird game uh hockey collectors are very dedicated again we are a, a, a smaller kind of overall market right because when it comes to basketball it's worldwide uh america is entranced by baseball and football uh, it's it's mostly Canadian collectors coming after uh, the hockey cards, although it is starting to expand for it's sure. Germany, man, Germany buyers on eBay in yeah. Europe. Um, but that so so that being said, let's also not forget. So when you're talking about the base rookie cards in basketball prism, that comes out of very expensive product, whereas young guns are coming out of relatively affordable product, yeah. at least for now. Right. We don't know what's going to happen down the line. But uh, I think it's a positive thing that we've now seen Connor and uh, some of the other big names bump up like they have. Like, let's not forget, pre-lockdown, you could get your hands on a Connor McDavid gem mint card somewhere in the order of $500. I think we're at about double at this point. Some people would argue it's too much. That's not bad, though. That's not awful. Like, I mean, we're getting to a point with even in soccer. And, and I mean, like I've been starting to collect more soccer because I know that Euro 2021 is coming up. It was Euro 20, but, uh, and then we also have the Copa America 2021. And then the next year is going to be 2022. So like, if we're going to see that same soccer bump, it's just going to be in people's faces and that's like a global game, but yeah, yeah man, like it is, I just don't know. I like maybe the NHL needs someone to come out of the woodwork and be like, listen, this is my hockey card collection. And because I find that's what, that's what's happened with all these other big sports, right? Like we've seen the Pokemon stars come out. We've, yeah. A champion for the sport. Like, basically. You know what I mean? Like, or, or we just need someone who's like a big enough name in general in like society to be like, yo, look at my hockey card collection. And then make it relevant, right? Yeah, you, you might be onto something with that. I think it depends on the game itself, right? And and the players and their likability. Uh, you and I have talked a lot about how, how baseball is in a great position with players like Tatis and Acuna, and they're just very uh, they're 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 playful, colorful, uh, excited, 
the passion. That's what you want. That's going to get the people expanded fixed. playoff format is just going to take this to a whole nother level. Like baseball Absolutely. cards were already the most expensive in terms of like uh, sold. You know what I mean? If you look at the top 10 lists of cards sold by PSA uh, or even like gold card auctions or golden auctions, like you'll see that maybe like seven of them are baseball cards right i think so, it was the trout the trout super fact kind of popped off the just whole broke thing. everything but like now there's expanded playoff format if trout gets into the playoffs it's a wrap man like there you go and what happened with these previous with, with with the hockey playoffs we just went through uh it wasn't very long before matthews was out mcdavid was out a lot of the big players that you'd you'd think would kind of that's be a huge issue man, like you can't, I can't move a product if he's not playing it. Like, how can I justify this guy's the best player in the game if his team is out in the first round? Right, it just becomes speculation and there's nothing backing it up. So that that did, I think that that hurt a bit. Um, and again, I, I don't know if what you've been noticing, but even you know post-playoffs, I'm not seeing the bump that I would have expected for players like Braden Point. Um, I was Vasilevsky. actually talking to uh, our buddy Jeff about that, man. I was like, it just doesn't make sense to me. The guy's like, yeah, that bump weird. wasn't there point a game player like do you know what i mean like i just the guy's card is like what 40 40 dollars maybe you know what i mean like i yeah yeah there's 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 space there and there should have been a bit more of a bump uh nikita kucherov stuff but again it's it's very highly specific kucherov only has uh young guns and then some buybacks so you did see a bit of a jump because people want his rookie card they don't have a lot of options man Um, i mean you know hockey's also the realm of upper deck i think they are a great company uh, Panini seems to really know their market. They seem mm-hmm. to know the basketball market. And let's be honest, I think with the basketball market, a lot of, you know, people from the shoe world, people from the hype, uh, you know, Supreme world, I'm, X, too, I'm too old to know the specifics here. Yeah. They got in on that. And I think your kids are in. Yeah. And I think Panini was on top of that. Uh, Upper deck has been around a long time. They're a very traditional company. Um, they don't take huge risks out there. Um, that's why those specific brands are so popular and, and people are loyal to them. Uh, Upper Deck Series 1 and 2, SP Authentic, The Cup. And they do have trouble, it seems, pushing other other brands. Uh, they try to lure this. To, if they were to do like some sort of refractors for young guns, like a, like a purple or like a, a shimmer, you know what I mean? Like if you tier the young gun refractors as opposed to just the like UD exclusives or the yeah. acetates, if you make one of those a little bit more obtainable, but also like sought after, then yeah. all of a sudden everything is like, okay, like now the sealed goes up. Now retail goes up. Like yep. people now want that sought after card. Right. So there is a movement. It seems, I mean, I noticed this actually at the last, uh, at the last expo in Toronto, there were a lot of people chasing uh, PMGs, precious, precious metal gems, which are very low numbered. I mean, that, I mean, they're so low numbered, it gets into a very specific part of the hobby, but yeah, you started to see people uh, chasing um, parallels. This year's platinum was fun. Um, I did a few breaks and I enjoyed uh, some of the sunset parallels and there's all sorts of uh, pond hockey parallels. So I think uh, they're trying Dude, it's just a, so in the realm of tops and panini at this point. Don't you have a jewel sim up right now? What's that at? Well, that's an exclusives, and people that's love what the I'm trying to say. That's people what I'm trying to say. Box. Like, let's compare apples to oranges here. Like, like, yeah. what, what is that jewel sim at right now? If you don't want me asking, it's that. sitting at over fifty U.S. dollars, and he's, you know, he's a first rounder, but he's not a huge name. But you're like, right. He, Collectors love that stuff. Four, what is that? Four dollar card, otherwise. 
Do you know what I mean? The base, the base is probably not desirable at all. So that's, that's a good point. Um, that there are loyal collectors of those parallels, but again, like it's interesting because the product it's coming out of people always forget the baseline. You want to get a box of prism. You're spending hundreds of dollars to get those parallels. You can grab, I mean, that probably came out of an $80 box, right? The 1819 series two. But if you increase it, you know what I mean? Like all of a sudden the demand for it also increases. I don't, I whether, I mean, that's how I feel right now, you know? Yeah. Ask me in two years, maybe I'm completely wrong. Well, we're, we're jumping into all this good stuff here. Yeah, Coach, I know. So let's, let's talk a little bit about how we got so goddamn passionate yeah, let, about this. Let's get, let's get back. It's interesting to me as, as the elder statesman, um, you are a sports fan through and through. I do. You I am. obviously I had a lot of time on your hands like we all did when the yeah. lockdown started. You saw what was going on. Take me through it through the eyes of someone entering the hobby. What was that like? Love it. So... Uh, like you were saying, I had tons of time on my hands. I recently had to pivot my business. I was an in-person personal trainer with a uh, company that shall not be named. And I ended I up starting my, very well. started my own business and I've uh, been running it out of my humble abode, which will be bigger by in two weeks time. And, nice. uh, you know, I had plenty of time on my hands and I really just, I, I was like, okay, much like most people, at the minute sports came back, I just gravitated towards it. It was like normal for me. It was something to believe in. It was, you know, all my heroes. And let's see how they endured like the, the most difficult time that we've ever been through. And, you know, I took shelter in that. And it sounds really cheesy, but honestly, I really enjoyed the ride. Like I enjoyed the fact that like they were also equally inconvenience like a lot of the bubbles were created where like they weren't allowed in or out they couldn't see their family and I just felt like I was in there with them and uh I you know I, I watched a few Gary V YouTube videos and I was like holy shit okay this is this is this is happening which is cool uh this is something that I've always I've, I love looking for diamonds in the rough in terms of like any like NHL players in terms of baseball players, I'm always that person who, before a fantasy draft, has like layers of sheets of paper and like right. highlighting, starring. I'll go off the board for a lot of specifically like my defensemen and stuff, right? So, yeah. and it makes me think of our mutual friend Jeffrey, uh, who we also worked with back in the day, um, who really knows his stuff, tracks things going all the way into uh, the minors and in development. And here's an opportunity to bank on your knowledge, right? It's essentially like buying stocks in a player. If you truly believe in the player, you can now kind of make that equity. You can kind of put money into that player and benefit as they play. I don't know anything about stocks, but what I do know is about these players. I follow them on social media. I see how hard they work. I see, you know, he, he adjusted the length of his stick, like little things like this. I love that shit. I get off on that shit. And I'm like, okay, well, I'm going to invest everything I can in this person. And, and in the past, investing everything I can in this person is like drafting them in, in every fantasy team and telling all my friends about them. Now with cards, I can physically show you that like, this is, this is me betting on this guy. You know what I mean? Like, and as a guy who, you know, I've had, uh, I, I've gambled in the past. I feel like we all have at some point. And, but, uh, yeah, man, like it's it's been pretty wild. There's definitely look, let, let's be honest. And this kind of plays into another thing that we definitely want to discuss. 
there is a, a gambling element involved. And I think that's a natural part of sports. We all, we all bet on sports. Let's just be honest yeah. now, right? I mean, that adds to the experience as you're watching the game. You, you have a personal connection with the outcome. So cards are, are perfectly playing into that. And these companies know that, by the way. This company and every other company knows that you are gambling every time you do a break. Uh, every time you do a Raz slash raffle, that's very part of the fun, man. I mean, listen, if you if you take Gary V's word for it and buy a card, you are gambling. Essentially, particularly when you get into I mean, large stocks of to dollars. a certain extent are gambling. What's that? Stocks to a certain extent are gambling. Absolutely. Right? So You're I'm gambling not, I'm on not, this, this company being even relevant in the next like six months. Absolutely. And, and, you know, I'm not being critical of that element. It's just a natural part of it. Of course, I think, of course. you know, with, with the lockdown and the loss of sports, look, we, we lost that community. We lost uh, sitting around talking about sports, uh, people going to, the, to a bar to check out the game. So what were they doing? In my opinion, what they were doing is they were doing breaks together or they were just, you know, getting online, buying, selling, trading and getting reinvolved that way. And uh, the one other element, in my opinion, that gets added into all of this is the artistry, right? I mean, um, I know you love are, your little art pieces, these are little man. pieces of art, right? Yeah, yeah, Aren't I, know. They? I know. And, uh, you know, you modern some art. pretty damn cool ones, though, man. The zombie ones are uh, off the chains. Oh, absolutely. Like those, yeah, those are the, the, the oh, UFC cards are beautiful. So if you appreciate, look, so here's the thing. This is how wide open the whole thing is to, to people like us and people we know and all sorts of different people. Are you into, you know, the artistic aspect? Are you into the gambling investment aspect? Are you into the collecting aspect? Some people just like to stack. Yeah. Some people just like to stack stuff up, whether it's gold, silver, cards, um, it could be Pokemon. It could be Beanie Babies. They love to stack it. Yeah, and uh, that's another big part of it, right? So, uh, you know, I was just I at Walmart. Babies. As you know, Brendan, I was late because I was at Walmart doing a run, and, and man, I hit big, man. I'm telling you, orange juice for three dollars, Tropicana, no pulp. I mean, dude, I that, hit it that shit. And I picked up one of these uh, mini Eternia He-Man minifigures. It's a blind box. I don't know what's in here, but let me tell you something, Brendan. I, I'm I'm looking for Charizard. Is he in here? Oh, listen, man. We don't want to disrespect. 250k though. Come on. That's well. Here's the thing. So the Pokemon thing. Uh, by the way, feel? while I was at Walmart, uh, someone did elbow me out of the way, and they grabbed some set that I'm I'm assuming they're going to double triple their money on. I tried telling um, you, man. I respect it. I respect it on the level of it being nostalgic. I'm I'm really old, but I guess people in the what in the mid twenties, thirties range grew up with Pokemon. Yeah. Yeah. So it's right. 95, I think is when it started. I was growing up with the Pogs. I, I, it wasn't Pokemon. Yeah, I had Pogs too. Yeah. Right? But, but, but I, I feel like Pokemon, I was already maybe heading off. I, I, I can't tell you how much I love Pokemon, dude. I, uh, and that said, I, I don't disrespect magic or any of these uh, games. Another one. Listen, and what's so funny. It's so funny because now that like the floodgates are open for me, it's like I can basically just flat out say that I have been collecting cards since I was like eight years old, man. I've got right. like Four, Pokemon, Yu-Gi-Oh, Magic, like literally, yep. I mean, 99% of the shit that's out there or has been out there. I've gone so far as Bakugan, dude. There I you go. Love it's, and it all comes shit. down to four edges, four corners, right? Uh, I love it. Have you seen those sanitizing wipes that come in those packages that look like a card pack? You no. see that? You start sweating. You start no. getting this, like, uh, this, uh, you know, 
We haven't seen I'm it. Getting the anxiety. But, uh, yeah, we're, we're used to that format and now it's blowing up. Um, do we think it's going to last? Do we think there's going to be a bubble? I like this question because, so the way I think about it is governments everywhere are giving away free money at this point. Okay. And whether we want to admit it or not, like, I mean, money's gone like everywhere and a lot of people aren't working for it. And I'm not disrespecting anyone, but I'm just saying that that has to come from somewhere. Right. Uh, I personally think that these assets are going to be worth more over the course of, I mean, at least I think three to five years as like social media continues to be infused in this market, at least until something else takes its place. And I just think that right now, tangible assets are worth way more than cash itself. And I think that a lot of the big time investors see that because even if I was going to invest in, I mean, obviously I'm not a big time investor, but if I, if I had the choice between investing in a, in a company who could very well go belly up. I mean, given this whole circumstances and how nothing is in their control right now, or buying something tangible that will without a doubt uphold its value at least over the course of the next three, four years with increases, even it doesn't have to be a, like a doubling like we're seeing, but even if like that trout super factor, uh, if it goes up by 4% every year because the guy finally makes the playoffs, you know, he, he gets cemented as a top, I mean, even top 10 player of all time. Like, do you understand what that's going to do? Like, it's impossible for it to go There'll down. Be all effect. We've all just accepted that that's how much that costs. Do you know what I mean? So, right. and I think that, I mean, I've heard this several times and you've even said it, dude, it's like art. And so there are many pieces of art that are like 10 million bucks, man. So yep. why, why does this make it any different? And, and there are some big time players entering this game. As you know, I, I, I think, you know, uh, there's now fractional ownership going on. I, dude, LeBron has a few of his own rookies, man. And the guy's been that, very you know, that was That was a big deal. When LeBron came out and said that he had his own cards. And who else? Is, is it Giannis? Giannis? You ever seen Giannis's collection? Giannis collects. And All there's over the table, well. man. Legitimacy. That's good stuff. You see what uh, I mean? So like, they just, yeah. I can't see it going anywhere and i i i personally think that regular people are going to get priced out i think that people well, I, you can argue they already have uh it's certainly not for kids anymore it hasn't been for a long time actually when people say that i think that's silly it hasn't been for kids for a long time you're not going to sit here and tell me that you know i mean pre-lockdown i can't uh, buy a prison box. cup was you still thousand know I mean? dollars like, you know what i mean yeah. Uh, like if I wanted to buy a prison box, I'd be screwed. Like there's no, like, what is it? What do they go for right now? Retail prism 2019, 2020. Uh, I, uh, I have a few of those probably seven, $800. And that being said, so actually that's a nice little segue there, coach co. Um, you, it, you know, when it comes to the sealed product and the fact that I was at Walmart, uh, you know, getting pushed around, uh, trying not to smack Elbowed, actually elbowed. Right. I mean, look, you know, and, um, you know, uh, the, the, the reality is people are now getting involved in breaks because that's involved. I think you've done a couple so far. I, I, I've checked into some, how do you feel about that? Um, what are your, what are your like personal feelings on that? On what breaks? do you think is going to be going on with that in the future? Are they going to remain popular? Um, what do you think about that kind of thing? For, okay. Because that's something that new collectors are going to have to deal with, right? Yeah. They're not going to be able to get their hands on product. They got to figure out a way to do it. Breaks are one way to do it. So I, let me tell you how frustrated I've been 
as someone who let's hear the perspective from a the game with at least ba- uh, basketball and honestly even baseball like I when I jumped in baseball series one it was already out you couldn't find like retail product anywhere and uh I had to jump on breaks I'm gonna be this honest was, this is 2020 series one baseball yeah okay that's probably that's when I jumped on and uh yeah, yeah. and probably by then yeah as, at least here in Canada you're not going to find it on a retail level. Nothing. Hobby was sold out at the stores. You could maybe find, you can maybe find hobby or jumbo uh, online potentially. Yeah, but you're talking like for a hobby box, like probably two seventy five. And for someone who doesn't know what they're buying, that's right. You know what I mean, I'm like, I can't justify spending two seventy. You ask me now if I'll buy a 20, 20, 20 uh, series one, and I'll do it. Do you know what I mean? Like, based on what I we've seen, even Randy. <laughs> If you hit a, I think, if you I hit think a, everyone should be buying series one. I know, I know, but I'm saying like for 275, like I, I'm like, okay, dude, I'm down, I'm down. But it's like when I'm when you're in it and you're new to it, you're like, I don't really, I can't justify spending 275 dollars on something that I don't even know. I have no idea what I'm gonna get, what I'm not gonna get. Yeah, you're getting 24 packs, but like I don't even know who I'm looking for, right? Yeah, so and. And so, you know, the whole, the, the concept of the new collector coming in, yeah, you can get involved in a break, pay anywhere between, you know, 20 and a hundred dollars, depending on what you're doing or how many teams you get. I'm going to be honest with time, you real quick. Yep. The U S is, ki- I mean, the U S dollar is killing me. Right. Yes. Cause yeah. Cause you, everything me. you're buying into is U S killing me. Cheap. And if it's not the dollar, it's the not to mention shipping. the PayPal fees, the shipping, man. I'm getting killed on shipping. If, yeah. I, if I'm on Instagram and I want to buy a card off a kid who's $4, yep. I got to pay $20 to have it shipped to Canada. Like, But that being said, there there are other options. I know, for example, I know you, for sure. I, I'm, just, I'm trying to express like, like how someone else might also feel because yep. like you want to get in so bad. You're like, I want to sure. get in so bad. You got to, you got to uh, kind of find what, what works for you. Um, you know, like in terms of what, first of all, what your platform is going to be like, if you're talking to other fellow Canadians on Facebook or Instagram, if you're on eBay, you know, you're going to have to deal with customs fees and the shipping and everything. You kind of have to have a game plan for how you're going to be sourcing stuff. But and a new what collector wouldn't though, you know what I mean? That's what I mean. Yeah. Like if you go in blind, like you, you're screwed, man. You, you, you know what? And far too many people do. And guess what? There's people waiting to take advantage of them. Right. Uh, one of the things I'm passionate about at the moment and that I'm working on that I think I shared with you, coach, is uh, I, I want to start creating a series of primers for people so that they yeah, know yeah. exactly what's going on. So that, like you said, step one is, OK, I really like player X and I want to invest in player X. Step two is going to be what is it that you're going to look for to invest in for player X that, you know, is going to give you the best return. So we've talked a little bit about that. We've talked about the uh, advantages and disadvantages of, of going after, you know, the base product versus the more fancy product, um, that sort of thing. And that's important for people to learn about. Thankfully, there are a lot of resources out there. Um, You got to be able to find them. You got to find the right people to talk to. Uh, There are a lot of websites springing up where they're offering all these different services. In my opinion, it doesn't have to boil down to you giving some guy a call and paying him 25 bucks or something like that. I've, I've even seen that up all these sports card investors. Um, there is really good information out there on Instagram. You just got to find the right people. Dude, and that's Discord, of, man. Discord. I got to get you on Discord, dude. You, you keep mentioning that. That's it scares me. Right old, now. I'll look into it for sure. I'll send you a link. It's awesome, man. Honestly, I'm in this like collectors. They do everything. They, they have like an investing uh, subheading. 
There's a like general information subheading. So like, if I don't really know much, which I didn't for a bit, I just went in there and you just ask people who have been there before, who have no problem answering these questions. And uh, I just find it was a really nice environment to like get started. And if you find someone willing to chat with you and they're giving you good information, stick by them. Uh, make sure it's a give and a take. If, if I find someone who's giving me good information or good at this point in my hobby career, uh, not a lot of people can tell me nothing. But if yeah. someone does and it's useful to me, uh, Randy! what's that? <laughs> it's an acceptable Randy. Sure, man. Listen, you come in, you're brand new. You had a hunch on a couple players. Yeah, Look, I'm it's going to be reciprocal. I'm going to give you good deals. I'm going to give you heads up oh, on stuff. Course, course. Uh, I don't want to talk about it, but we've got that great package coming from the States yeah, very yeah. soon with those very highly exclusive autographs. You know, and I'm so- actually very excited to post that. I've been waiting to post it. It, it literally said that it's in the delivering facility on Friday. Until and I'm like, actually, come on. you know, I'm like, I can't post it until it's in my hand. It's going to be like my first big football card. But anyway, um, you know, that gets into the no good and the bad. There. What's that? So, yeah, you didn't drop any hints there. I mean, yeah, I mean, well, I don't know. There's actually a few hot yeah, young rookie cards rookies in football right now. I want to get people uh, guess, good, good things and bad things. From the lockdown, what we just talked about, in my opinion, is both. Yeah. You are getting people that are taking advantage of this. Uh, there are people whose prices, I think, are a little off the rocker for sealed product. There are people with hookups on the retail level, making it so that that's why the shelves are empty mm-hmm. when I go to Walmart. Uh, and, and honestly, for me, like I want to, I want to break, I want to do some personal breaks. We all have that itch that we want to scratch. And I can't even do that. Uh, thankfully, I have a local card store. Some people don't. And I actually really feel for them. That's one of the bad things, in my opinion, that, that, that has kind of cropped up. But one of the good things is the people. Um, I, I, I avoided Instagram for so long. People are like, hey, man, you sell on eBay. You're, you're in, you're in the, 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 the card industry. Why are you not on social media? I just always avoided it. I always thought of the bad, negative parts of it. So did I, I man, honestly. Of- so did I. Yeah, course, and next thing I know, before I've I met started with Sophie, man, I hated social media, but like with the right support system and the right community, like it, it, yeah. it's invigorating, man. You, you, you wedge yourself where you need to be, you meet the right people, great people. Uh, I met so many people my age that have been through what I have in the hobby. We all have very interesting perspectives on it as a result. You meet people that are kind of new to it. Uh, my favorite is like kind of like yourself when someone's excited about a sport. And they're getting into this as an ex- as a logical extension and a way to further enjoy it. Th- yeah. Those are the best. I mean, because then I can share some of my expertise on the cards. They can give me some interesting insight. You your beard a little, sports. you know, you're like back Absolutely. in my day. And at the end of the day, what do we want to do? We want to, yeah. we want to rip packs. We want to stack slabs. We want to talk to one another about this stuff that we love. And that's why soccer caught on. That's why all these other sports caught on is because now you can, you know, you don't have to travel to Brazil or to England. You meet someone on social media. You're like, hey, let's trade some soccer cards. Yeah, man. We're I both locked down anyway. You might as well. Yeah. It's a beautiful thing. And uh, yeah, that's that's what's driving the hobby. So if you, in your opinion, you believe that we're not yet at, 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 a, at a bursting bubble and, and this is going to keep going, which I, I kind of agree with, I guess. I think you're uh, skeptical he, and, I, and like reasonably so, right? Like, I mean, you've been here before, right? So, yeah, I've, I've been through the big yeah. booms in yeah. the hobby. Yeah. But I mean, everything right now seems logical, if that makes yeah. sense, right? 
the, the market seems logical. It seems logical that uh, Ovechkin cards are expensive. Crosby cards are expensive. It seems logical that the only thing that can sometimes be not logical is how hyped people get for a brand new prospect. Prospects. Prospects. Going full well, that things can burst. go disastrously yeah. badly, yeah. right? Um, but at the it, same it's time, hard you to return on, on the, the expectations of these prospects. Do you know what I mean? Right. Zion is going to be probably doing this kind of thing for a while as far as the graph goes. And that to me is scary stuff. So I don't know. That's not really, that's not something I want to stack. Let's quickly talk about what, what do we want to stack? If, if I'm stacking, and again, I hate to do this because it was Gary Vee who set this off, but it didn't take a genius. <laughs> Give the guy his licks. He's oh, I love the guy. Oh, you know, for sure. I, I think he's super entertaining and Unreal. he's not just kind of like, he's not this empty kind of sports card yeah, 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 yeah. kind of like uh you know uh the, you know he 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 recognized that a player was playing really well chasing 40 40 was very young here he is now chasing a world series um this makes a lot of sense to me that's what i mean and right? I, can, like, I can look at the graph years old yeah. might win his first world series like imagine that guy's career path sure i look at this guy's career numbers so far and consistency. I don't know if you can see boy. that or if you're getting a reflection. My boy. I feel that's undervalued. I feel- you're going to tell me that? There, hey, you might. Okay, I can I can maybe I can maybe part with one. But, you know, if McKinnon's going for 800, if Kucherov is now breaking 500, this is an undervalued card, in my opinion. So, so there's big opportunities. And if I'm going to jump on an opportunity, I don't want it to be a player that has absolutely nothing behind him yeah. other than his college performance yeah. and a lot of hype. Um, there could be a big payoff. There could be a big payoff for sure. I just don't necessarily want to play that specific game. That's yeah. all. It's funny. So, I, uh, I popped my uh, Eloy. Let's see. Oh, we, we're both on the Eloy train. It's an Eloy Chrome update i've got a few base i think i only have 110 base um yep. the base the other, two. yeah yeah and then i've got a few nines i think but i'm looking a, i'm looking for some of his chrome autographs and things like that i think that that is, white Sox team is exciting. that guy is on the cusp of being attached to a potential dynasty i yes. think i almost hit 40 home runs in like something stupid like 116 games last year like it's it's pretty scary once that lineup gets even more lethal with Abreu, Roberts in the lineup now, uh, Tim Anderson, Yon Mankata. Like we've seen, yeah, he was getting he was getting overshadowed by that Lou Bob hype that was happening, and I think Lou Bob finished with about a two twenty batting average. That being yeah. said. Yeah. All the potential in the world. Uh, I think it's going to be a big buy in the off season. So you you may not even see too much of a price dip because people are still going to be yeah. No, people have been seats. popping off. Absolutely. Now, in terms of upcoming stuff, Brendan, um, we are going to be seeing update coming out, uh, which may contain some prospects like Wander Franco, perhaps. Can I cut and this we're off? About a little to see series one in hockey. I'm going to jump on you real quick. So we just mentioned how, you know, people can't really buy sealed product. Guys, this is the time to do it. Pre-sale, pre-order stuff. If you want to get into the hobby, you got to buy pre-order stuff, man. Just do it. Just like, just jump in. And that's the only way you're going to get it. Because if that thing hits the shelf, it's automatically going to be like 50, 60 bucks more than whatever it is right now. And you're going to regret it in, a, in two months when you can't find anything. Right. So yeah, and if, 
if you're going to be chasing this guy here that I, I actually recently, I didn't give him away, but he, he, he got popped in a break. This is actually going to be graded for a customer that got it in a break. That's the Lafreniere star rookie. Yeah. Damn. Terrible glare. But if, if you're going to be chasing his upper deck young gun, um, there's a lot of people who are sitting there. I'm going to go into breaks. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. What you want to do is you want to get in early or just buy the card. Buy it. Buy it when it comes out. Um, that's another method that you could do yeah no um, man honestly and uh, yeah so then you had you you posed like the is it too much right now you know what i mean like is it like too sought after is it gonna go higher there's so many questions when i'm like when a new car drops like i remember when that when the robert first dropped the series uh series two mm -hmm. like dude those prices it was like random <laughs> base was like 40 bucks and we now have the benefit of hindsight. We know that it was most expensive when it first came out. Um, you, maybe, maybe you could argue a bit uh, into a, a month of his performance, which was very good at the time. It peaked, and since then, we've seen it fall off. Um, there's a huge risk in terms of buying right away because of that. But, I mean, I don't think anyone's going to tell you that they regret buying Connor when he first came out. Yeah, no. Um, because it's done nothing but go up. That that's a true generational player. Yeah, of course. I don't even know what that term means anymore. Do we think, do we think laugh is a generational player? This is the thing. The term gets thrown around so often. How many generational players could there potentially be? How but many generations are there? What's that? How many generations are there? Well, there you go. I mean, it's like we're living in this 20 generation matrix world. But from what I hear, and the thing is, I'm always very picky. I, I am hearing he's, he's kind of on that level. So that may be an instance of get in as soon as you can. Was Nico Heischer? You know, there was hype behind oh, Nico, sure. and he was the big rookie in Series 1 along with McAvoy. Both of those guys dropped off, but I'll tell you, there was never huge hype the same way that there was. Uh, I, I mean, even, even for Jack Hughes. It's yeah. like if a, if a young gun comes out and pops at around 50 to 100 versus over 100. Yeah. And we haven't seen that uh, since 16, 17. Yeah. And, um, and we shouldn't have. And it's lucky that we didn't. And that, but that's also really the reason why hockey's been having trouble. We haven't been getting those big rookie classes since 15, 16, 16, 17. Well, if the New York Rangers have a team that can win a Stanley Cup, I think that might be enough to do it, dude. I, oh, I guarantee huge. you, either the Rangers or the Leafs, if one of those big, someone who loves those two teams, or like the Canadians, if one of those big collectors, because I know that Mike Myers is a uh, huge Leaf fan, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. if someone like that just like fully backs the team, then I think it's smooth. Sailing. I agree. Yeah, if you're gonna if you're gonna single out some franchises in the NHL that could really help the sport and the hobby. The Leafs and the Rangers, Blow big time. up, man! It would absolutely. I, I, I'm not so certain Capo Cap, Caco is going to be giving people big returns, but uh, Breadman, uh, Lafreniere, Ooh, uh, they're, they're Russian goaltenders. Shesterkin is already like what fifty bucks. Zabinajad, man, like it's uh, that team could be scary, and they play in New York. And like I said, man, New, the New York effect. There are big time Rangers fans. Mark Messier. Like, it, they're a big-time Rangers fans. Well, Coach Co., you know, we're touching on some of the things that we will be touching on in the future here uh, in terms of the specific sports conversations, specific picks that we'll be looking okay. out for. But also don't forget, we are going to be offering some fitness tips and tricks for 
everyone who's now getting involved in the hobby and is constantly punched sure, over a long box, uh, sorting, breaking, organizing. Uh, what, what do we sort for? PSA, uh, whatever it is. Uh, there are a lot of people right now, I'm sure you would agree, uh, that are experiencing things like internal rotation. Yeah, man. Right? Um, My neck bothers me constantly. All sorts of tightness back issues by the way i've done plenty of show in my life and it's often interesting to see how many people around me have trouble standing for more than 15 minutes I without being it. Pain. I believe it and uh people with expertise like yours and mine we are here to help out the community in that sense in a way that i think is is lacking and that people will appreciate uh, Bring so that's fitness to the hobby is what we're gonna do that's it man be fit while you make your monies. Increase your quality your of life while you increase your bankroll, people. Let's do this. What are we waiting That's for? It. What better than health, happiness, and slabs? What's the point of having clout and money if you can't do anything? Boom. That's right. And uh, yeah, so there you go. Definitely. And um I guess what we've do, kind of you, touched on. What do you think the number one thing people should do if they spend a lot of time in their chairs, you know, whether it be collecting, whether it be like working from Zoom, whether it be you know podcasting like us, like what? Well, do you I, guess, I guess we'll. I guess we'll get into it a touch here just to kind of give just people a little a bit. You know, give yeah, give just to give them a preview of what, they can, of what they can expect. We're locked down. We are spending a lot of time in the sitting position, which is absolutely terrible. Uh, we're all going to have tight hip flexors. We're all going to have tightness throughout our bodies. And it's, it's just, it's horrible for posture overall. So I'll tell you this, if you were to ask me what the number one bit of advice what would be, uh, it would actually be very simple. It'd be find and execute the right stretches and do them daily. Um, counterbalance what you're doing. Uh, I, I mean, listen, you can, you watch all these videos on Instagram of these, these breakers. There are people, uh, there are companies, I, I don't want to mention any specific at this point. Maybe one day I'll pay us coach to yeah. mention them, but yeah. you know, the big breakers on Instagram, yeah. these guys are hunched over, uh, doing breaks. And by the like way, I've, I've done, hours sometimes, man. They're just yeah, like, I've done small ones and yeah. it's annoying and, and it's painful. Yeah. So like, you know, there has to be a counterbalance. And we also know that while they're doing it, they're, they're, they're eating Doritos and drinking Mountain Dew. Am I uh, not so turtly enough for the turtle club? Yeah, there's going to be a lot of hunched over people and we're going to help you with your spine. So that being said, you want to find and identify the correct stretches. You definitely want to stretch your hip flexors. You want to stretch your chest. Kind of, in my opinion, the whole kind of front complex, which is your traps, your biceps, all these, all these ligaments, that, all these tendons that connect to the front, uh, your chest. And if, if you start doing that, you're going to feel great. You're going to feel a lot Unreal. better. Unreal. And you're going to slow down that process of becoming the guy at the show who's in front of a table and he's hunched over and you look at him and he's like, he's like only like 40 and you're like, oh my God, I, I don't want that to be me while you're sitting there looking at your hockey cards and you're like, I, I got to get out of this hobby. No, stay in the hobby yeah. and be healthy. Yeah. It's, uh, it's going to be, it's going to be fun to watch uh, Absolutely. the infusion of the two, honestly, because, you know, it doesn't, and it's funny because. People think personal trainers or, you know, coaches are idiots and they, they're not capable. Well, let's, let's not say idiots. Okay, uh, fine. Say, All uh, right. You know what? Fine. Uh, vapid, self-centered uh, yeah. jocks and jockettes. No substance, you know, and here we are collecting things that are appreciating while people are spending, you know, $9 on a cafe, moke, whatever. Um, Absolutely. Sure. Yeah. And then, you, ever, you, you know, ever do that? You ever do that, coach? You ever, you ever spend money on a latte and you're like, I could have got a pack of SP authentic. I mean, sometimes I'll buy like a, like a $7 espresso from feeling bougie. 
Or if you're at a store and you're looking at something that's 150 bucks and you're like, well, it's either this or like another Acuna. All the time. I'm going to be honest with you. <laughs> Everything starts to become kind of broken down by what the cost of a card is. As someone but who's yeah. about to move, trust me, I've made these calculations so many times in the last month. It's not even funny. Well, there and you go. It's almost alarming, actually. So obviously you and I will be a little bit, uh, a, a little bit more uh, specific with our content in the yeah, future. Man. We're just kind of saying hello today, I suppose. Uh, I do want to uh, give a, a few shout outs while we're doing this. If anyone does end up watching this, do there's it. a lot does of end up watching this. What kind of tomfoolery <laughs> well, is this guy talking about? Of being course that Coach Co is involved. There will definitely be eyeballs on this. None of that. Definitely will be eyeballs. Um, so there's a lot of fun stuff going on in the hobby. I'll give you an opportunity uh, when I'm done with these shout outs. Yeah, of course. Peter, Pac-Man, Slabby, Sosa. I'm probably forgetting some of this crew. They're on Instagram. They're hilarious. Lameem James. Uh, get out there and look for these, uh, these guys. Uh, that's the fun part of the hobby that we can actually step back and laugh at ourselves, laugh at the, the situations that we get ourselves in. Um, it's very special to find someone who knows what it's like to have the itch and how difficult it's becoming in lockdown to scratch that itch, how hard it is to find supplies. Brendan, I need supplies. You know that I, I've actually, oh, yeah, don't worry. I've been planning to, to do some up. basketball breaks. I've got some really great product in boxes right behind not my chair. Guys. Up, man. I, I don't have you. penny sleeves. I'm telling you, don't worry. Yeah. So at, at any shout outs that you want to give out there in terms of what's going on with the where Even to find a big you? Company, where can like I find a company on my hat? Where can I find the cartel? You know, what are your handles? Give me the handles. Oh, so Sports Card Cartel is on IG and eBay. And that's, uh, I'm afraid of everything else. Um, I love Upper Deck. You'll, you usually see me that this is supposed to be ironic because I have major issues with this company. But um, yeah, you'll see me supporting the hobby and loving loving the hobby, um, selling my wares uh, on, on eBay and having fun on Instagram mostly. Uh, tell us about... And, and as far as the, the personal fitness, uh, the personal training goes, uh, I've always kind of been on the sidelines. I don't advertise a lot. I have a lot of dedicated clients, but of he course, everyone wants to give me a shout out on Instagram. right now. He's a great trainer, honest to God. So listen, if anyone's looking years. for someone who's going to help them out, no, look no further. And, and as far as far as the sports world goes, I, I've I've trained uh, I've trained people in MMA. I've trained people in hockey and lacrosse. I've had someone end up with an Under Armour uh, advertisement because of a, a body show that they did. Give me a shout. I can help you out. Tell us about Coach Co. That sounds like Tell a pretty good Coach line Co. to me. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, it's pretty much the same thing. If you guys looking, are if you're looking for someone who's real as hell, uh, you know, who really just doesn't give a shit about what anyone else thinks, uh, but really is passionate about the things that he's passionate about and uh, really – I mean, I do really give a shit about having a good community around me. So if that sounds like something you want to be a part of, you can follow me on Instagram at Coach Co or at Coach Co Collectibles. I got both, one for the, the cards and the other one for the fitness. Uh, I merged the two here and there. Uh, also, sh uh, find me on YouTube, Coach Co. You can also find me on the web, uh, www.coachcobootcamp.com. Uh, oh, yeah. We got Winter's everything coming. here. Winter is coming. Are you going Everything to be here. sitting on your ass just putting together what goes to PSA and what goes to SGC? Or are you going to be sitting on your ass and occasionally doing squats? You got to make wanna miss the right next now. cuffing season. You know, mm -hmm. like, do you mm -hmm. want to miss the next cuffing season? If you're sitting there by yourself, do you want to be alone again next 
quarantine. <laughs> More you than fitness, baby. That's right. All right, Coach Co. Well, that sounds good to me, man. And uh, blast, hopefully, man. here's to here's to many more here. And uh, we are the cardboard coaches. Cardboard coaches. Have a good night. Peace.